0: This is Prisoners of the Moment, bringing you the hottest takes on Mississippi State sports. Real fans, real reactions, real joy, and real disappointment. With Lounge Dog... You're depressing. You're negative-ass fans.
1: Jesse Young... I don't need any more toxicity in my life with people who think Ron Polk is not the best coach in Mississippi State history. And your host, Josh Watson. Uh, I'm going to quote the great Jackie Wayne Sherrill on
2: this one and just say this on them.
0: This is Prisoners of
1: the Moment.
2: All right, everybody. We are back after about two months. Quit making that face.
1: (laughs) Sorry, this is just my face.
2: Oh, man. We are back after about, uh, what, two, three, four? How long has it been? Two and and a half months. About two and a half months. Uh, there wasn't really shit to talk about during that time, so... Uh not really gonna gonna dwell on it. Um also if y'all if y'all only knew the trouble that we had trying to get uh coordinated for this tonight, you would appreciate this this podcast all, a lot more. All thanks
1: to Josh. Sorry. Yeah.
2: Mr. Traveling so Man is just Yeah, we do be traveling.
1: Our fearless technological right. leader will not step up and get a damn apple product, so we have communication it. issues. Can't do it.
2: All right. Well, how y'all been? Y'all having a good summer? I'm having a great summer. Lounge, you've been you've been losing some weight, man. It's, I see you working. Oh yeah, I got to. About
0: to say I gotta go. Unfortunately, I gotta go clothes shopping again, but for good reasons.
2: Yeah, that's the, that's the wrong with side. that. See, yeah, that's. I've got, I'm got. i having another problem, but it
1: is well, what it is.
2: I'm about to say, if you ever need so many shirts, just holler. <laughs> I'm hoping that I'm going to have to go clothes shopping for some for some smaller shirts here before too long, so maybe I won't have that problem.
0: Well, apparently everybody's about to say, might as well get ready because now that I can survive baseball season in the lounge, you can actually maintain to a diet.
2: I don't know. I think uh, probably gained a little weight this baseball season from all the uh, all the beers I had to drink to make it through. Oh, you didn't go straight to hard liquor. I mean, kind of, you know, you gotta you gotta dip your toe in the water first before you just dive on in. No, I became no, no. a
1: full fledged alcoholic this baseball season. So,
0: well, you're from West Boy that that that's kind of known from birth. What do you mean baseball
1: season?
2: <laughs> what do you say? Drinking, John?
1: I'm drinking I, water right now, so I
2: told him I said, What do you I'm mean? I am a baseball picture baseball of health season. over here. <laughs> it's a clear <laughs> liquid It's a clear liquid. It could be water, you know. I'll leave it up to your imagination.
1: I look like I was carved out of a fine piece of Italian marble.
2: And then knocked over on the floor. So, speaking of 2023 baseball season, that shit's over with. Thank Praise God. God. Um, so, I guess, let's, uh, you know, let's just go ahead and uh, get the elephant in the room out of the way. Lounge? Yes, John? We, we did not meet your predictions for our 2023 SEC when we had, Not even close. Not even close. Nope.
0: Oh man. I I need mean, negative Nancy off the camera. I don't Winner, him
1: winner Uh When is is this my is this my episode to boast and brag that I was right and Lyons was wrong? Or... I mean you might as well. Yeah, might as well go ahead and get out I'm of I'm not right. gonna do that at the expense of the Bulldogs, but I was right. And no, no,
0: and this will lead you. were another.
1: terribly, horribly wrong. So, talent—I
2: would say—talent there is just development. Yep. Mm-hmm. Talent there, and it was, but it was just—it was just a god awful shit show of a season. If and you would
0: have told me this team would have went to Baton Rouge to be the only team to
2: win a series there, I would have laughed. So. Let's talk about that because all right. So we haven't done a show since since the uh Auburn weekend. I think we did one at the. Didn't we do one after the LSU? No, we were mm-hmm. going to, but at that point the
1: season was so far gone. I we just didn't didn't even bother with it. But we, which I mean, yeah. if we're going to have a Mississippi State podcast, we can't we can't base our podcasts off of the success of Mississippi State sports. We might as well close this bitch down right now. Well, yeah, that's.
2: For sure. I don't know. We get better content, we get better content when we when we're doing shitty. Well,
0: because our fan base is the most negative ass fan base in the gosh damn world. Even even with a glimpse, like
1: it's after LSU the weekend. There was, like,
0: no right. there was no glimpse. There was no glimpse. glimpse of what? A glimpse of what? I'm I'm gonna just say gl- a glimpse in general, just like we were, I'm not even saying. Anything. We
1: were we were hoping to sniff ten conference wins after beating LSU two out of three. Had should have won the A and M series.
0: I mean, should have won. Could have. I mean, that last weekend you had a chance to get to Hoover, but you kind of should not have got swept
1: by Kentucky to start conference play. But you know,
0: He blew the seven run lead to Auburn. It should have swept all of them, but that's the thing. It Kind of going into what I'm th- what we're thinking the next, next year is going to look like, sure as hell, I, I think it's going to be a hell of a lot better pitching-wise because Foxhall isn't here anymore. And uh, i I'll say, I, since we got here, kind of getting into Justin Parker as well, that's a solid high, by the way.
2: Yeah, I was going to ask you how you felt about that. I, I, I saw, uh, I saw some uh, info on him, and I, I feel like that's gonna I feel like that's going to be that's that's a good. I mean, that's not just
1: a okay. I mean, that's a good hire. I don't know don't you, anybody else we could we could have gone out and gotten. It would have been a bigger hire.
0: The man, yeah. I mean, the man literally. Coach, South Carolina had the second ERA in the league this past year, so. Man's doing work, and like there wasn't like a first
1: round talent on that roster for South Carolina, and he's going to be able to recruit better at Mississippi State than he did at South Carolina.
0: Well, South Carolina can recruit some good guys. I mean,
1: it's it's a pretty it's still a pretty damn good program. No, it is, but Mississippi State is a better baseball program than South Carolina. I've I've tweeted that before, and I've gotten
0: I've caught hell from South Carolina fans.
1: Well, by your logic, we're not. Because they've got two national championships. Not but, again. I mean, they didn't, it is true. I digress, boys. I digress.
2: So, with with Justin Parker coming in, I, I'm curious to know, do you think that this is – I'm curious about the hire. Because it is a big-name good hire, which is what we wanted. But we didn't feel like we would get with the uncertainty around Lamonas. I mean – you miss over two you miss over two years in a row. If you shit the bed next year, you're gone. So or at least that's the thought process. So do we think that maybe Lamonis is gonna get a little bit more slack from the administration, or do we think that maybe this is Justin Parker coming in under Lamonas? with the contingency that if Lamonis screws up next year, Justin Parker moves up? I don't think so. So well, you think
1: they're giving Lamonis more slack or what? No, no, I don't think either one of those is going to happen. I think they're paying Justin Parker a big enough salary where he was able to take make the jump with a little insecurity, knowing he's going to land on his feet after a year here or not. I don't think he's going to be the head coach at Mississippi State if Lamonis is fired. But I also don't think I think if Lamonis doesn't make it to Hoover, if Lamonis doesn't host a regional, he's gone. No, yeah, that should be uh, I don't uh,
0: I wouldn't say host a regional, no. I
2: disagree. I think that's I think that's it. I think next year you need to be back in the business of hosting regionals. Enough of this enough of this BS. you if if we had gone a to a regional
1: this year, I don't I don't think it would I, say you're the missing a, Hoover. You got to host a regional. You got to. They say you get a high two seed. I can I can live with the high two seed coming you off. You can. Of you can. But can our athletic director and our big donors live with it? Well, one, that the,
0: the athletic director isn't John Cohen. So he isn't that's what I can go in a long discussion with my thoughts about Sylvan. I don't think he's kind of that yeah, you know, boosters boosters are gonna boost you. So it's is what it is. And then just, from what I've heard, like half are split on, have been split on the Limonis. And, I mean they, they
2: have their reasons. But I feel ah. like you've got to see significant improvement next year. I'm not saying you have to
1: make Omaha next year. No. I'm not saying I'm, you have to win a I'm not saying you have to make a super regional but you better be hosting at a regional. I no, had
0: t- 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 dude, I high to see in a regional is still leaps and bounds
2: better than where we were. And you may be right. I mean that may that may be enough to to buy you know to if if and again, we're playing we're playing worst case scenario here. You know, we've we talked all year about how horrible the pitching was and then they go out and hire just a absolute stud of a pitching coach. So that may solve the problem. I don't think it's going to solve all the problems because I don't think pitching was our only issue this year. It was a major issue, and we were freaking terrible at it. But I don't think that that was the full issue. Um, but that being said, you know we're we're still playing. We're still playing. You know, worst case scenario here, Justin Parker may come in and fix the pitching issues. State may have some more cohesion uh, in the locker room, or you know, players playing together, and they may come back and just have a bang up year. Hope they do. But you also had
0: to get rid of some cancers like a slate offered, who's getting in fights he got in fights like three or four different teammates. Like you had to, you have to move. You kind of had to build on you, you found out this year. Kind of your cornerstones, your foundations, like Dakota Jordan, Mershon, Highfield, and Hunter Hines. Well, Those are four guys right there. You you build around. You got you got to build a foundation that's young. You we had to get young, really, because the older guys
1: they just weren't doing anything for you. I'll agree with that. We we really didn't have any leaders coming into this season in the locker room. Uh and Slate offered to get in fights and then playing like shit on top of that. Like you can't do that. Uh I still I still think I'm glad that. he's gone, but yeah, I'm sorry.
2: You have a two forty eight batting average. All right, let's 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 revisit that. Let's see here. All right, what did we do this season?
1: He 24- he finally finished over a thousand if you combine the, the two numbers. <laughs>
2: 248 batting average and littering and 835. So, 248 and 835. He was at a – what is that? (laughs) 835 fielding percentage. Good God,
1: man. Dude, and that's an improvement. He went to Georgia, and he went to Georgia. Oh, and Georgia's stoked about him coming.
0: Mm. Well, well I want, but I, I do want to say this about say I do appreciate him hitting that tie and home run on that Sunday game against LSU. Nah, I Listen, I am
2: really
0: there, so that. I shit to
1: LSU. I don't really give a shit about that in the season where we it didn't mean anything. So
0: and you guys damn it, Jesse, just for a brief moment of happiness
1: a brief moment of
0: happiness. That's, uh... Listen, I went to two road road series. Auburn about killed me. And then, well, Baton Rouge gave me a brief little moment of happiness for spending all that money. So... But outside of that tied home run, no thank you, Slate.
2: So... So who's so I'm just kind of looking ahead here at what we're uh what you're getting back next year, right? Um oh damn, I don't think they have that on here. Great. Let's see.
0: Nixon I know Nixon Larry did not get in Casey Hunt did not get drafted. So we'll wait to see if they sign a free agent contract. So let's say you did
1: God get Nixon didn't get drafted. So Cade got drafted, right? Yeah, like the
2: fourth yeah.
0: or fifth round.
2: Um, Colton better. Yep. And, and we had uh, Kellen Clark. How, Kellan Clark got drafted today in the twentieth round. He's twenty-two. He just needs to go ahead and
0: sign. Man, you think so? Oh yes. I'll I'm I'm. I'm taking my chance for Bryce Chance.
2: So let's see here, coming back. Uh I mean you're gonna have you got some good. I mean, you got some the big thing and what we what we had talked about, and I'm not I'm not sure exactly, and there's not a good cumulative answer for the uh the transfers. Oh, never mind, I found one. Uh disregard. So uh players joining. This is from Clarion Ledger, so take it with a grain of salt. Uh, players joining Mississippi State Baseball via the portal. Uh, ne- left-hand pitcher Nate Lamb uh, from Young Harris College. Okay. Uh, catcher Johnny Long from Pitt. Logan Kohler. or Is it Kohler or Kaler? Well, how's it spelled? O-U? K-O-H-L-E-R. I think it's Kohler. Kohler. Yeah. That's right. um, yeah. He is transferring from Memphis, and that's one that I think a lot of people are excited about. At th- he's a third baseman, um, had a uh, 978 OPS, and earned a second-team all AAC honors. Um,
0: Fielding needs to get up a little bit.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like nine forty-two. We'll see, see. and we won't know for sure. We won't know for sure for what another week on the transfers and that type of thing. Uh, One of the, I don't remember the kid's name, uh, but the kid who was who was going the all-American from California that was going to sign and go to the MLB, but took his name out of the draft and is going to come to state. Oh God, what was his name? You're the baseball uh, guy, Lounge. Hate to put you on the spot, bud. Uh, Jesse, shut the hell up. <laughs> well,
0: either way. I, I, it'll, it'll come to me in a second.
1: Either way.
2: This is, I know this is making for riveting, just riveting <laughs> content. Jesse, Clark's the second best coach in Mississippi State. You shut your fucking mouth, lounge.
1: Yeah, well, you start
0: talking shit about me, I'm gonna so, bring it. Up.
1: Hey, where's my lounge? I mean, where's my uh, Ron Paul statue it's, that you promised uh, me? I, I didn't prom—did I promise you that? You did on on the podcast. You did. Yeah, see, I'm impressed
0: you remember all this stuff. Where is it? God only knows.
1: Anyway, go, go, let's move. Go to his let's house again
0: and see if
2: he's got an extra. Let's move on. we yeah.
1: Just, I mean, baseball, season, baseball, season,
2: baseball seasons. over. We right. are really well. I mean, we just want I, you know, just wanted to kind of wrap up and and you know, again, complain
1: about how horrible it was this year. But baseball. All right, what's what's the prediction for uh, SEC wins next year? Let's do it right now. Way too early predictions, Lounge.
2: I don't even know if we have the schedule for next year, do
1: we? Lounge's probably going to say 27 wins.
0: Uh, I mean, outside of the SEC West team, I would assume – th- wait, I think we play, we play Georgia next year, I know, in startful I think we do. It's just – you know, we have the schedule, it's just not in
2: the order –
0: I've got Georgia,
2: uh, Missouri. I can't remember who else. Guys, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I can't even I can't even find it online, so I don't know if they've got the schedule finalized. So I mean, you could take your guesses.
0: But I I remember I had to, we talked about it at some point, not on the podcast, but I was talking to somebody.
2: You better you table. better
1: win at least fifteen or sixteen games.
2: In the SEC next year, at least. I'm
1: going to say dogs are improved. They're going to win 12 games in the conference next year. Three over what we won this year. That's not going to be good. Well, we, we won zero if, over what we won a year ago. So that's say, an it's improvement.
0: A, yeah, and you had to get some of that. You had to get that. The cancers out. You have to get the cancers out of the damn program. Words like, of
2: wisdom from Lounge.
0: From what From what I was told, LT was one of them. So from
2: the year before, we are uh, so we're gonna take this baseball season and smack it in the head with a hand with a uh, shovel and bury it in a hole out in the field somewhere.
0: I, I just want to add one more thing we are on Braden Montgomery watch and Luke Holman watch
2: for the next week or two. All right, so so we'll come back around once we finalize, once we get you know the the signees and stuff finalized, we can come back around and talk some more about uh, next baseball season that we look to be significantly improved. Dear God, please let it be
0: (laughs) Please, for my
2: mental health. So, that being said, football season's coming up. Praise God, baby. Y'all excited? Yes. Sure. So, I am, I don't remember, uh, I know we did, well, we did the podcast after uh, the OC hire. Um, what we haven't talked about, though, is the freaking recruiting and transfers that have been coming into this football team. Holy shit, dude. So, I'm just going through, this is, uh, this is from Gene's page via 20 so uh 24/7 sports I'll plug Robbie Fox brand there uh some of the guys that they've got coming in through the transfer portal uh say C- I' I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna screw this up Sado Treor sorry kid <laughs> no that's not right uh he is a tight end transfer from Colorado uh played at Arkansas State last year. Um, I believe, unless I'm wrong, I believe that uh, he was part of that uh, Colorado Dion going to Colorado purge.
1: Yeah, that's well, kind that, of that, that, how that, I understand it as well.
0: Um, so is that really something exciting to get excited about?
2: Yes. So, I, well, all right, let me back up. Let me back up a little bit. He played – this is I, I screwed that all up he played in 2020 I think 2020 and 21 at Arkansas State then transferred to Colorado in 2022 uh at December of last year never actually played for Colorado when Dion came in and said that he was cleaning house basically kicked out a bunch of players you know thanks Dion <laughs> so. This guy's a four-star tight end. Um, He is actually the top-ranked, I believe, the top-ranked transfer tight end or maybe even transfer tight end or receiver in the class. Um, From listening to some stuff from Thunder and Lightning and stuff like that, I think what they're saying is that he might have came here because they gave him the option to play wide receiver. But uh, big get. He is going to be uh, very good. Um, and then, damn it, I thought I had this. There we go. Got Tyler. Tyler Woodard, I saw. Yep. So, I got a couple. We got a couple going out, obviously. Just, this doesn't let you sort by that. Um, Freddie, Roberson, Freddie Roberson, sorry, coming in from Washington, Eastern Washington, uh, a three-star wide receiver. Immediately eligible. I mean, they're just you know they're stacking up. Kamari Rogers, who had committed and went to Miami, coming back to Mississippi, going to Mississippi State. Uh, Radar Jones, Radarius. I love the name, man. Radarius Jones, but he goes by Radar. I mean, that's that's quality right there. I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna put him up as a nomination for the All Name Team by the end of the season. He'll be on there with uh Jet Johnson and Buki Watson. Um he comes in, radar Jones coming in from LSU. And then you got a, a couple uh oh Ryland Godey that uh came in tight end, really stacking up on tight ends. So it's looking Bar-Bay
1: like Barbe uses tight ends
2: that's, heavily. That's what that's what I understand. So it looks like I mean we're gonna see some some serious tight end action on the field uh, this year. Um, So, that and the other thing is uh, this 2024 recruiting class, which I don't have pulled up right now, but I believe, unless last I heard, I think it was top 15? Does that sound right, Jesse?
1: As of right now, it is, yes, which... You know, it's not going to end up in the top 15, I'm sure. But Alabama is still low. I mean, they always start out sluggish and all that. But uh, it's going to end up being one of the better classes Mississippi State's ever had. I really do think – feel that way.
2: So, 24-7 right now has us ranked 31. I feel like that's a little low.
0: Listen, Um, I'd take 24-7 with a grain of salt.
2: yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, their commit their 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 rankings and stuff are are little. little well, I don't believe ra- a lot of these rankings to begin
0: with.
1: It's like well, we buy I mean, you, like some you, school. You take you take all of it with a grain of salt. I mean, there are kids that you hear about it all the time about people who, uh, kids that are four stars that commit to Alabama and they become five stars. Kids who commit to. Mississippi State, who were four-stars become three-stars. I mean, you hear about that kind of stuff all the time. There's a little bit of
2: bias. There's a little bit of bias in the system, I think. And I don't know if they're – I mean, you just look at – the one that I probably heard the most about, Jimothy Lewis. He's an offensive tackle from IMG Academy, right? So, let's look at his offers. He got offers from State, obviously, and he's committed to us. Alabama, Alcorn State, Arkansas State, Auburn, Baylor, Florida, Florida A&M, Florida State, Georgia, Grambling, Indiana, Louisville, LSU, Memphis, Miami, Michigan, Michigan State, Missouri, Ole Miss, South Carolina, Tennessee, Tennessee State, South Florida, and Vandy, who the hell cares? Um, So, like, this kid is a 6'6", 275 offensive tackle you say who the hell us, cares,
1: but if he's got an offer from Vandy, he's not a dumb kid.
2: That's fair. But here's all right. You're talking about twenty four talking about the twenty four seven sports stuff. This says Mississippi State hard commit status committed twenty four seven composites, and it says crystal ball old Miss one hundred percent.
1: Yep, that's about right. What the hell? Uh, one of the one of the the better transfers that I've seen we've gotten is Jaquarius Spivey from TCU, and if that name sounds familiar, it's because he transferred from Mississippi State to TCU, and now he's coming back to Mississippi State after playing one year for the Horn Frogs. Immediate, he's got three years of eligibility.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Jeez,
2: they have him listed as a tight end, but right. three star guy. Nonetheless, um, and you get some other, you know, you get some other kind of role players in, like Mike Wright from Vanderbilt. I feel like that's a, I feel like that's a good transfer. I mean, you, you got Will Rogers, but you know, you have that competition now. Mike Wright's able to do some stuff with his legs that Rogers isn't. He's able to make some pretty strong throws.
1: I don't think Mike Wright is. A uh, competition to Will Rogers, as much as he will be used to complement Will Rogers, I think we'll see Mike Wright. I think we're going to see somewhat of a two quarterback system, not not like a leak Tebow two quarterback yeah. system, but we're we're going to see Mike Wright used in Wildcat formations and that kind of stuff. But he's not; he doesn't have the accuracy of throwing the ball to to. Take Will Rogers' job? Oh no! I'm gonna say he past had past a
0: bad, he had a bad
2: spring spring game. From what I heard, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's gonna, I don't think he's gonna challenge him as far as challenging for the the roster position. But to your point, he he brings something else to the table. So maybe you do throw him in in a couple of little, you know, for lack of a better I, term, wildcat package or something I, like you know.
1: And and we may use him like Virginia used Keaton Thompson. I mean, he may be playing a little bit of wide receiver, a little bit of running back. He may just be kind of that all around uh weapon on the offensive side of the ball.
2: I mean he's a pretty I mean he's a well, he's a pretty big kid. I mean he's 6'4, 190. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, you could put him out there and do some stuff. I don't know. I'm just I'm just I'm interested to see what Kevin Barbe comes up with with some of these between the returning players you've got and some of the transfers you've got
1: coming in. It's going to be interesting to see.
2: Ooh.
1: I think I think also having Mike Wright and Will Rogers, two totally different quarterbacks on the roster, their skill sets are so different, but they they'll both be able to really teach and help the kids coming up.
2: Well, that's what you want, too. I mean, obviously, you want Rodgers to excel this year. This is his last year. You want him to excel and have a big year. But you also want to prep Chris Parson, who we feel like is the future for this
1: team. I mean, you know, we we feel, as Mississippi State fans, feel like he may be the next Dak Prescott. And he he has the skill set of both those quarterbacks. He can throw with accuracy and run the ball. And between Will, Will Rodgers and, and Mike Wright, they should be able to. Yeah, you're getting two. You're really getting really along.
2: You're getting two veteran quarterbacks to kind of tutor this kid along, to tutor Chris Parson along, and help him develop. And yeah, to your point, they both bring different styles and different skill sets that he can utilize on both sides. So I'm excited for football season, man. I think I think it's. I don't know what we're gonna do. I feel like our we can do uh, here in a, here in a couple weeks. We'll probably do like a season preview, um, but Phil, I feel pretty confident in in saying we we're going to be somewhere around the eight win mark this year. I think that yeah, for, should be for sure. I think that should be. I don't want to say the floor, but that that should be the, the target. Yeah, that should be. You should be aiming for eight at. At least, I hate to say that's the floor because you know, first year head coach, transfers in and out, new coaching staff, all this stuff. But you brought in a bunch of pieces. You've got a bunch of pieces that returned and stayed on with the team.
1: Really, the we haven't we haven't lost that many guys from last year.
2: No, and that that was a good thing. I mean, you, you lost some of the guys
1: you, like you Dylan still Johnson. got you.
2: You
0: still got your studs on defense, Jet Johnson. All Watson. Hey,
2: what? Pa- Caleb Ducking all is still not
1: team. signed anywhere.
2: Well, at this point though, I mean, what do you do? Because you know, Caleb Ducking, you also got Rai Rye Thomas. That well, he signed with Georgia. And they right. kicked him off the team. Yeah. But you've <laughs> Oh yeah.
1: Oops. And Rufus Harvey's <laughs> Rufus Harvey's not coming back. That's that's a little bit of a blow. And then you got uh, DJ, who transferred to Washington. That's that's a little bit of a blow. But we get Woody back. We're solid at running back.
0: And Spivey's pretty good running back. I mean, I'm you watch him you. in that bowl game.
2: Man, I'm going to tell you, ran that, hard. Some, of, some of these younger running backs that are coming up, I, I mean, I, I love I love Woody Marks. But some of these younger running backs that, come, that are coming up, they're going to be studs, too. I say it's good
0: to get back to what we used to have. We used to have a stud running back,
1: and then we got that the Kevon Lee kid coming in from Penn State, who's six foot two twenty five already. I mean,
0: plus the schedule gets easier because you don't get Georgia, but you do go to South Carolina.
2: So Kevon Lee's a four star, six foot two twenty five, four star. Yeah. Give me so, – like like some, I, some booby dicks it up in there, son. That's what I I'm talking feel, about.
1: I feel good about our weapons on offense. I feel good about the defense just because Zach Arnett's the head coach. And, I mean – You know he's going to have his fingerprints all over that thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, well,
0: he's the defensive version of Mike Leafs. Like, you go figure out – he tells the offensive corner. You go figure out the offense. I'll I'll be over here.
2: Yeah, and i ho- I hope he's I hope he's able to do that. I mean, I feel like he he learned that. I want I feel I want to feel like he learned that. And you know, he's not. And he's I believe he said it as well. He's not an offensive coach. He's a defensive coach. So yeah let your let your let Barbie run the offense. Do what you need to do with the defense, and keep it all held together. But I don't see any reason why we shouldn't win eight or nine wins, eight or nine games this year.
1: I'm I'm floor, I, the, the, the floor is seven and five. I feel like that's You know, I, that's what I want to say. That's how I really want to think. But I also remember 2018, and I'm trying not to get my hopes up. Yeah. Oh,
0: I'm
1: trying not yeah. to think about it. But I also think Zach Arnett is gonna be a much better head coach than Joe Moorhead.
0: Well, he's not gonna be as stubborn like is Joe Moorhead was stubborn to a point where like he didn't he didn't make he didn't you change his of offense scheme to fit his players. He he kept no, trying he to tried it, to
1: shove it down your throat and so we're gonna make listen. Nick
2: Fitzgerald. We're gonna make Nick Fitzgerald a passing quarterback. I'm like, God, that
1: I still I still just I like have PTSD from that. Three first round draft picks on the defensive side of the ball and you finish eight and five. Why you gotta be bringing up old shit?
0: Running a freaking flea flicker
2: and we got um, sacked me against
0: touch against Alabama.
2: So we yeah, don't have to do, we don't have to do full on schedule preview yet but let's just kind of let's just kind of run through the schedule. Well, that's what I was yeah, that's what I was just thinking too, Josh. Just just to see. I mean, let's so week 1, Southeast Louisiana
1: should be okay. a win. it is what it is.
2: Yep. Week 2, Arizona. That should
1: we be a win. Should be a win. They are not a bad team. But that's it fair. should be a win. Hopefully we'll have we can work kinks out and all that against Southeast Louisiana and we can kind of get the wheels going against Arizona.
2: That is something that I want to see that we have, for the most part, never seen with Mississippi state aside from maybe 2014 is a quick start, like starting the season and looking like you actually have your shit together and, and had six or eight months to prep for this. Please. (laughs) Like that's what I, that's what I want to see.
1: Like a lot of times that's, that's why the games are so sloppy in the beginning, though. I know. They got to get those nerves out. But luckily, our first game is against Southeast Louisiana. We can go out there and get all that stuff out of our minds in front of a home crowd. And I mean, you, I got, three,
2: you got three home games to start the season. And the first two, I feel like, I don't want to say they're locks, but I feel like those are should-win games. Southeast Louisiana, Arizona. Week three, you get LSU. I don't, I don't have a clue what LSU is going to be this year.
1: I feel I, I, like they're going to be I good. don't know why we can't get LSU at night in Starville, but we have to play those fuckers every single time in Death Valley at night. I know. Oh,
2: yeah. Without fail. Without we fail. To,
1: we ought to wear white at home and make them wear their damn purple jerseys yes. just to piss them off.
2: Do it. Yes. So – I'm, I'm going to, for now, I'm going to say that's probably going to be a loss. We'll just – LSU it is, is going to be
1: good. I, I'll, year, I'll take that. But I'll take know. that. But it is going to be a winnable game, and the reason I say it's going to be a winnable game is because it's so early in the season.
2: Yeah, fair, fair. So, 2-1, start out. You go to South Carolina, first away game of the season. South Carolina is on the uptick. They are – essentially the Mississippi State of the East. Basically. But, again, I feel like that is a winnable game. I'm not going to say that that is a, a lock, but I feel like that's a game you should, with what you have coming back and the talent and everything around it. I feel like that's a game you should win.
1: I think South Carolina coming off the way they ended their season last year with wins against Tennessee and Clemson, uh, they're confident. Shane Beamer's got it going on in Columbia right oh, yeah. now. It's going to be – i I'm not even going to say that's a should-win game. I'm saying I think we're going to struggle more against South Carolina than we are against LSU the week before.
2: And that's very possible because, I mean, the L, you could, you know, be all emotional stuff for the LSU game.
1: South Carolina could be a fallback game, you know. And if it's a night game in Columbia, it can be pretty wild. They definitely have a home field advantage, so yes, indeed, uh, their their fans get pretty rowdy, especially at night. So, in my it, in it's going to be tough. The, I think right now that's a that's a coin flip game. That game right now in my mind can go either way. In my opinion, the uh, the best intro
2: in college football. The oh, best it's run out of college football. No, Virginia Tech still has it.
1: Virginia, Virginia Tech te- is awesome.
2: Virginia Tech is awesome, but South Carolina with two thousand one a space odyssey. And they bring out the little the little uh, cart that has doesn't have cocky in it, and then the curtain goes up and it comes back down and cocky's in the cart. It's magic. I've been to several. I've been to a bunch. Well, I say several. I've been to a bunch of South Carolina. Um, so South Carolina, I'm going to say toss up, but it could you know we could lose that. Well, I feel like I feel like toss up's fair. I feel like we could win it. We could lose it.
1: I feel like by the time we get to that game in week four, before the game, we'll have a much better understanding. Absolutely. Of where both teams are. Absolutely.
2: Because South week- Carolina
1: starts their season against North Carolina. Then they play Furman. <laughs> and then they play Georgia and Athens. Jesus. Hey, oh. can, I, that's a that's, – that's Ooh, that's they could be staring at one and two that's tough they may be hungry for a win when when the dog come to town but I think it really is going to be a fairly evenly matched game
2: I think so so make it through South Carolina then week five
1: get Alabama We finally on. we finally don't get them in November we don't get them late in the season
2: I don't know I don't know if that's I don't know if that's good or bad. Would you rather play them early in the year?
1: Would you rather play them yes. late in the year? I'd rather early. play them early in the year. Would you rather play them early? Yes. At, absolutely, hundred percent. When they, they, always, got, they, when they lose him. the game, when they lose the game, most of the time it's early, earlier in the season.
0: Like
1: they're still, they don't have, they don't know who
0: their quarterback is, so they're still probably going to be working out the kinks and that. So, even though who am I hear my kid. Every, everywhere, everywhere else on their roster, it's just more talented.
2: So I'm 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 marking Bama as a loss right now because the last until proven otherwise,
1: yes. Which honestly, last, what will probably they'll probably, they'll yeah. probably yeah. lose to Ole Miss the week before they play us because they, be that off. always seems to happen. Yeah. They always play us right after they lose a game. Yep. Yeah,
2: and Saban will have their asses good chewed up. So. Alabama, so, we'll call that a loss. Then you get Western Michigan. Right now Michigan we're
1: two at and home. two with a toss up.
2: Two and two yes. with a toss up. Western Michigan should win. That's yeah. a win. So three and two with a toss up. Arkansas, that's a win. I think I feel like that should, should be a win.
1: That's a be, win. Win. That I, is, that be a toss is toss at or, That is at Arkansas. I don't. I don't yeah. really think it's going to be that much of a toss up because they're. They're going to be so one-dimensional this year, I think. K.J. is still their quarterback. Yeah. People have started to figure that out. I mean, you're talking like KJ's a trash quarterback or something. No he's, not, no, he's not a trash quarterback, but he is fairly one-dimensional. It, it all depends Arkansas. what kind of defense are they going to have. Are they going to have just like they did last year, just an ass defense? And let's not, let's not forget that they lost their offensive coordinator, too. So, same guy's not going to be calling the plays. They brought back Dan Enos back. He was there with
0: Bielema. So, there could be a good bit of maybe some a lot more of that play action bullshit.
1: Are they going to have the offensive line to run what Bielema ran? Oh, I don't think not so. Bad.
2: Arkansas's offensive line when Belama was there was bigger than any NFL offense. And
0: NFL seven, they were seven footers.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. They're going to have more of a Belama style offense, which they have the quarterback for that. Yeah. For sure. But is their offensive line going to be able to hold up with that Belama style offense? I don't know. I think Arkansas's a win right now. As we sit, I think it's a win.
2: All right. So in that case, you got one, two. We're four and four and. Two with a toss up, four and two with a toss up, Auburn. I think that's the, a loss. The we're going we're going to the plains to the house of the good Reverend Freeze.
0: I mean, outside of Brighton and Harson era, Auburn has been a house of whores.
1: You're not wrong. Weird and now shit it's a, happens, and now it's a Auburn. house of, and now it's a house of whores. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Way to tee that one up! Perfect. Damn, Lounge just left that low hanging fruit right hanging, there. I couldn't
2: hanging fastball. So we're, call, we're, we're calling Auburn a loss.
1: I think it's a loss. think? I think, I think by October twenty eighth, I think Auburn will probably be. I think they'll be playing pretty well because Hugh Freeze, dude. Whatever you want to say about him, I think we win that game. Dude can coach.
0: I think we win
2: that game. So, well, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna say toss up because we've been pretty even against Auburn here lately since basically 2010. Yeah. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say toss up on that one. I'm gonna say so we're four and two with two toss ups. That's fair. Kentucky in start wins
1: at home. That's a win. Uh, it,
2: it fucking better be. So five and two with two toss ups. Texas A and M at Texas A and M.
0: Until I know what Bobby Petrino and that offense is going to look like, I th- I say we could win that game too.
1: I do too, and the only reason I say that is because I think Jimbo Fisher and Bobby Petrino together is going to be an absolute shit show. There's no way they're going to be able to work together. No,
2: I think you're right. I think you're right. So I'm going to call that a win. Until again, I think. And I think by this
1: time in the year, November 11th, we got two weeks after this season. We're deep enough into the season where the cracks are starting to show in that relationship.
2: Oh yeah, without a doubt. I'm curious to see: is do they if Jimbo if Jimbo has another Jimbo year? Do they finally just cut the cord? They're basically doing. So.
0: They're basically doing a Gus on just getting that bite just a little right. bit lower. I,
1: I think man, that's, that's exactly. Road. I think that's exactly what they're doing. They hired Bobby Petrino and went all out there to try to try to see if maybe they can make this investment work, turning around. If it doesn't work, I think they're out. Who's if they don't, if out they don't,
0: buyout?
1: if they don't win nine, ten games, I think they're out. I think the, the the boosters are gonna pony up the money and I think they're done with Jimbo. So
2: All right, so at that point then we're at uh six two and two toss six and two and two toss ups.
1: Then you got Southern I would Miss. say A&M's A and a toss up, but
2: you would yeah. say AM's a toss up? Yeah. So I'll give you a toss up on that one. So five and two and two toss ups. Then you get Southern Miss. That should be a win. Yeah, it's a win. All right, So you're at six and two and three toss ups and you get Ole Miss. I I'm gonna call that a toss up because
1: that's a fucking dub.
2: I love your confidence. I'm calling it That's a, a fucking dub, baby. Hey, once
0: again, at that time of year Lane Kiffin's looking at other big jobs. you will be distracted, not get the Ole Miss team prepared. And well
1: that old Miss fans will use that as excuse when they lose. You I, know why I think this is gonna be a dub, boys? I don't think – I think this is going to feel like 2009 all over again. The reason I say that is because Joe Moorhead didn't put any, any emphasis on Mississippi. Mike Leach certainly didn't put any emphasis on Mississippi. Zach Arnett is putting a lot of emphasis on recruiting kids in Mississippi, and he knows how important it is to win this game in order to do that. And people say, you know, I hear Ole Miss fans say all the time, oh, as long as y'all beat us, you know, that's all y'all are really happy with. That's not true at all. But it is important for Ole Miss and State to win this game because we're fighting for the same kids in Mississippi. We're fighting for the same kids in recruiting, and this is one of the most talent-rich states in the country. It's a big damn deal to win the Egg Bowl just for recruiting purposes.
2: They act like they don't care, but those bastards, they do. They oh, freaking storm oh, the damn field the 12s. They like,
1: absolutely do. You had hats made for the Egg Bowl a couple of years. I mean, come on. Oh, they absolutely care, but they, they act like they don't. It is a big deal when we win the Egg Bowl because we're still – we're trying to recruit the same kids from this talent-rich state.
0: They're Granted, we're recruiting the kids there. that
1: Alabama and Auburn and LSU don't get, but –
0: they're still trying to claim LSU is their rival, and LSU fans have stated over oh, consistently they are not their rival.
1: Yeah, they LSU I'm doesn't like, give a shit.
0: Like, y'all are trying to be so desperate and, like, that, trying to that, mean something. I'm like, man, y'all are just a middle-of-the-road program.
1: LSU was their rival 70 years ago. Back when Archie was, like,
0: freaking... But not even probably high school, maybe
1: like that far back. Billy Cannon. Yeah, it's not. Uh, so that's one not of the case things, anymore.
2: One of the things. So we'll say again. I feel like we're in that area. I feel like we're, we got four. What is in in theory four toss up games, six that we definitely should win, two that we're probably definitely going to win or going to lose. So yeah, I mean, I feel like we're in that in that range. But to your point, Zach Arnett is has been and is putting an emphasis on recruiting the state of Mississippi. I don't think it's going to be the uh the happy joke around egg bowl of Kiffin and and Leach. Oh,
1: it's most definitely not going to be I think
2: that's <laughs> I think Arnett is going to be all business and I think he is going to put a big circle around that game. And I want to. I wanted to say one other thing about Arnett, because I saw this the other day. This is a quote from him during the Road Dogs tour. This is the mentality that I have been wanting to see as far as taking a step forward with Mississippi State football. He said, this is Mississippi State. This is a big-time football program. We should never shy away from that. We have a lot to be proud of and deserve to stick our chest out. I'm incredibly proud to be the head football coach of this university and lead our program into the future. That's Some of that's coach-speak stuff. But the first part of it, this is Mississippi State. This is a big-time football program. I have been wanting someone to come out with that kind of, lack of a better term, bravado for a while now and not be the well you know it's mississippi state so we're gonna do what we can do and that seems to have been the mindset and our net seems to be coming out and being like no fuck that we're mississippi state we're gonna bring our lunch pail and we're gonna do work
1: you know while it's been fun to have a coach who's laid back and cool calm and collected like leach always was and I, i mean and that that was fun and i We'll always appreciate what Mike said for great, Mississippi State. Great
2: sound bites,
1: and I think I think he was on the verge of having a breakout season at Mississippi State. I mean, I really do. It's going to be nice to go back to, for lack of a better term, our roots. We now have a blue collar coach back at the helm of our program.
2: Yeah,
1: and hard nosed, just. Old school mentality, football coach, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch this young man who's just a few years. Hell, Josh he's your age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fun to watch him to watch him uh, start his head coaching career here, and and see what he can do. Look, least, Listen, And he's, he's and getting, he's built a hell of a coaching staff around him.
0: For, for you, all get, of his, you bring David Turner back, get back to recruiting elite defensive lineman. Absolutely. David
1: Turner is uh is the biggest hire he could have made. And then he goes out and gets Barbe, who was one of the I wouldn't say but one of the hottest names on the offensive side of the ball, but i his his team was one of the uh, was one of the leaders in offensive numbers last year, so that's pretty sure. damn good in the entire country. And they're they're playing, and I mean, they were they're a Sun Belt team, but the Sun Belt A&M is not just, beat A and M. They went to A and M, beat A and M, and the Sun Belt is not just a team, not just a conference that just lays over and quits. I mean, they got some damn good football teams in that conference.
2: So, I think yes, I agree with you. David Turner was probably the biggest one to get. Barbe was a great hire, although it just seemed to work out this way, and I feel like it's kind of inevitable anyway.
1: Getting Bump back here, sure. huge. Dude. Yeah, I, I no that didn't even I don't even know why I didn't think about Bump. We've been saying for years, get Chad Bumpus here, yes. get him here, and now that he's here, he is showing out. Oh, absolutely. I, I read an article yesterday about he was still packing his stuff in Utah. He was at his house in Salt Lake City, packing his stuff after he took the job, and he was on on calling recruits.
2: Yeah, and you, you can gotta see have it. that. You gotta have that you, mentality. You can see it in in the transfers and in the recruits that are coming in for the signing class next year.
1: It's insane.
2: I mean it's it's, it's something that is just kind of like, yeah, of course. Why why wouldn't Chad Bumpus be here? But at the same time, you know he has developed as a coach and worked through the ranks, and wanted to come back home. And now you've got a guy with Mississippi ties that played at Mississippi State, that is a Mississippi State guy, that can
1: recruit like who just mad. came off who just came off as a, a wide receiver coach of the back-to-back defending Pac-12 champion team. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean. It's not like he's transferring. It's not like he's coming here from frigging Oregon State or something. I mean, he, Utah is a hell of a program.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, nah, dude, it's just—it's getting me pumped up. I'm, I'm excited.
1: I'm about ready to run through a brick wall right now. Hell yeah! I can, I That's cannot great. wait for football season. I cannot <laughs> wait for football season. I can't wait to be out in my backyard on away games. Three of us out there drinking beers, flipping burgers, and getting on Twitter spaces after the game, just talking shit to all of the opposing I, fans of the team we just I, beat. I'm letting y'all host them. I don't care. I'll Let y'all ho- Why, so four people can show up? Yeah. Well, I, oh, I, I guess I'll have to do my part. I feel like, I feel like one time this year after a, a away game, on my back porch, late at night, we have to we have to do a live Twitter space, video Twitter space.
2: Oh, yeah. We probably should.
1: With the three of us. Yeah. I feel like we have to. For all of our tens of, of listeners.
2: Tens of tens of listeners. And whoever it is that listens to us in Washington or Oregon. I forget where it was. Anyway. I think I might know who it is. Yeah. That's what you were saying. I never got any info back on that, but I'm curious still. So All right. So, pumped up. Pumped up for football season. Pumped up for hopefully next baseball season as well. I'm always pumped
0: when I get back to the left field lounge. Basketball season, same thing. So, one of the. Th- I want to I talk about the basketball just a little bit. Shockingly, me, yeah. talk basketball. Yeah, go for it. The disrespect on Chris Jan's name from people. I don't know if y'all seen past day or two, people putting out head coach rankings and just thinking like. Like, Chris James has been put, like, 10th and 11th best coach in the league.
1: I'm like, did you that not – want- That doesn't even make any sense.
0: I'm like, it
1: doesn't.
0: The man literally got us to the NCAA tournament with literally the worst three-point shooting team in the country.
1: Maybe in uh, college basketball history
2: if they weren't there they damn near close
1: i mean it was bad it doesn't make sense but it also like i said it doesn't surprise me um but you know why you know why that is because of the logo next to his name
2: that's it that's it if that's he would have been reason. at kentucky if he would have been at kentucky and did what he did last year he would have won sec coach of the year and would be like ranked like the the top up and coming coach in the nation right now so, i just know one thing. Well, i just know one thing.
0: We have won nine of the last 11 in hoops against Arkansas. And those people try to talk shit to, shit to me about our basketball. I'm like, yeah, try something. I've lost, like, nine of the last
1: 11, and, like, y'all are, like, four and 20 in Starfield. <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> it, really, it really blows my mind, people that, like, Because I see it all the time on Twitter. I mean, people that make fun of Mississippi State for, you know, oh, y'all are trash and everything you do. But if you look at our athletics program as a whole, we're just as good and better than most teams in the league. Yeah, besides softball. Well, besides softball. But football, basketball, baseball. Soccer's gotten better. Soccer's gotten better. Men's golf has gotten better. And this is elite. I mean, women's basketballs but, coming back, but, but you just, I mean, just the three major football, basketball, men's basketball and baseball. Yeah. We're competitive in all, well, baseball, not so much in the last two years, but we're competitive in, in football. Yeah. But we're, we're, we're not an easy win for anybody besides Alabama. Like they struggle. It was weird.
0: Alabama struggles against a lot of the teams, and then when they played us last year, they just beat the
1: dog shit out of us. It's like, what the? Yeah, it's just the same thing every year. I mean, it, I, I think yeah.
0: it's kind of a it's a mental mindset that has to be
1: gotten rid of. I by, think, by I our. think Zach, I think Zach Arnett will get rid of that mindset because shit's getting old. Well,
2: I feel like. That's that was actually my last topic we were going to cover tonight. Y'all did it. So the state of the program, state of Mississippi State Athletics. I, mean, I feel like we're in a good spot moving into the next year. Football's kind of the the start of the athletic year. So I feel like moving into this next year, there's a lot to look forward to. Um and so we'll just see we'll see what happens, man. I mean, it's I'm excited for it. This is a. Uh, we're going to call this Season 2 of Prisoners of the Moment. So uh, officially, I think I think when we do this, we'll do every year. Football season will be, after, ba- or after baseball season, rather, will be the end of the season, and we'll start the new season with football. So this will be Season 2, Prisoners of the Moment, Episode 1. Also the new intro coming with it. But one thing that we can't forget, before we get out of here, and we all run out of time, one thing we can't forget is the last segment of the show, the airing of grievances. Welcome newcomers. (laughs) The tradition of Festivus
0: begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. (laughs) Now you're going to hear about it.
2: All right. It's time for the airing of grievances. We got problems. And I know y'all have been just waiting with bated breath to hear about them. Lounge dog, who do you have a problem with this week?
0: I got a problem with state fans that constantly just are so damn negative and so damn worried about the damn transfer portal. The shit, they don't have to declare until literally right before the first day of school. Just chill the fuck out. Y'all are, what? Y'all are annoying. <laughs> Just shut the hell up. If you For some of y'all listening, you know who you are. Just log off social media for a couple of days. There.
2: And we're off. <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, Jesse, who do you have a problem with this week?
1: Mm, you kind of caught me off guard this week, Josh, because I really didn't think we were going to do this since there's – Really, nothing going on. But I guess mine is going to be. uh, It's absolutely ridiculous that I'm so pumped up for football season. There's nothing on TV that I'm watching Clemson and South Carolina from last year on TV right now and have been watching it throughout this entire thing. No, I'm not. Um,
0: It's a good
1: one. Yeah, I'm not a big, not a huge Major League Baseball fan. Um, It's just not what it used to be. But. Well, let's not get in that discussion. Yeah, um, you know what? That is going to be my airing agreements. Why don't they start putting the fucking uh, patches on the sleeves of the baseball jerseys in Major League Baseball? Why do I have to see that Dewalt Tools is the new sponsor of the fucking <laughs> Chicago White Sox when there's somebody in the damn batter's box?
2: Got to plug the merch, man. Fucking Somebody's got Godfather's
1: Pizza patch on the damn Washington Nationals jerseys. I don't want to see this shit. This is baseball. Not everything has to be a damn advertisement. That's it. Go, go,
2: Josh. <laughs> damn, I wasn't expecting to get you that route up. Uh, my airing of grievances, uh, y'all kind of touched on it earlier, is with the SEC scheduling. Why in the hell are you scheduling 11 a.m. games in August and September? Or September. Period. Why? You know we're in the South. You know it's going to be 187 degrees and 200% humidity outside. Everybody's going to be out in the bleachers having a damn heat stroke. They're going to be passing out free waters like they were a couple years ago because they were charging $800 for a water at the damn concession stand, and somebody called them out on their bullshit, so then they had to actually start passing out free waters because people were, like, keeling over and dying. So that's my area of grievances. Why? Can we not have night games in September?
0: Just no certain schools can have night games in September. TV. Yeah, yeah. Just not,
1: not Mississippi State. Not Mississippi State. No, no. And and another thing. For the fuckers who are doing all this scheduling, why do we have to go back to Athens, Georgia in twenty twenty four? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Prodi- we predicted- were just there. In 2020, that three, I think that's three or then trips did it in again row. in 2017. No, they were here in t- last year. So not three trips oh, in right, a that's true. That's true. But, that's true. But three out of the last four. Yeah. And and why is it that we have to go to Georgia in 2024? We have to go to Georgia in we had to go in 2020 and we had to go in 2017. We haven't been to fucking South Carolina since 2013. Or go this year. Though. We haven't been to South Carolina since Dak. Scott was an up-and-coming young college quarterback. We haven't been to Florida since 2010.
2: Well, look at it this way: this is, is the last right? year that y'all will have to deal with the East-West stuff because yeah, next year there's not going to be any – conference. The
0: next,
1: the next year, Rose goes is going to be brutal. Oh yeah,
2: Ooh. we'll save that for next year.
1: Yeah, All right, right. Hey, let's next episode, let's have a breakdown of the, the scheduling for uh the new conference.
2: Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll get into that, don't worry. That'll be interesting. All right, guys, that's it for us. We'll try to do better next time. <laughs> or we won't, I don't know. Thank y'all for hanging around with us. That's going to do it. This has been Prisoners of the Moment Podcast for Lounge Dog and Jesse Young. I'm Josh Watson, and we will see you next time.
1: In two and a half months. Or maybe two weeks.
0: Maybe next
2: year.